back to the Crewcast. My name is Carter Ray. I'm Riley. And I am Brock. Today, we are sadly announcing that Bethany is not with us again. She actually got some pet chickens recently, and she had to take care of that today. So she'll not be joining us this week, but we do have someone else joining us. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, my name is Dalton Edmonds. Anything else? <laughs> that's it. Nothing. Just that, Dalton. That, that's You're just that's Dalton. my name. You asked me to say my name. Would you, what about your major? Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I major in finance. I'm a third year here at Kennesaw State. Um, I'm originally from Forsyth County, Georgia, which is about 45 minutes north of here. Um, I've been at Kennesaw, I would say, for two years. I spent a year at Clemson and then came back due to the uh, outstanding community here at Crew at KSU. So that's kind of a glimpse into my story, but yeah. Awesome, awesome. Well, we'll jump right into some questions. We specifically have um, a list of a few questions from one named Cody Clea, uh, who has specially requested (laughs) some of these questions. So Riley, if you would like to get us started with that. All right, so we've heard you're a big soccer fan, and we would like to know, would you rather have a good field goal kicker or a bad pen goalie, and why is it both? I am so mad right now. <laughs> um, you know, I would rather have a good field goal kicker. Um, every time I close my eyes, I still see Keppa Arita Balaga skying a penalty into the crowd that lost us the championship. But it's fine. It's fine. I've moved on. It's only been five days. Um, mm. Yeah, I'm going to. Well, we got another soccer question for you from <laughs> Cody. So, <clears throat> you are a big fan of Chelsea, correct? Yes. Um, can you tell me a little bit about your favorite player? And, and Cody said to pronounce it, first touch Rom. Yeah, so I think that's where the first misconception would be. He's actually not my, my favorite player. Um, the story behind that, Romelu Lukaku was probably a $100 million transfer from Inter Milan. Uh, the most expensive transfer in Chelsea's history. Um, we brought him on as a striker. And um, come to find out, he's just kind of self-centered and uh, a little bit of a me guy, not a team guy. Um, so I think that's the running joke because he has a big first touch and he's you know kind of, he's a little older. I think he's a little washed in my opinion. Um, so I think, I think uh, that's just more um, banter from Cody, a, a biased question if I've ever seen one. <laughs> Cody um, loves banter. He does love banter. This is also coming from the same person that thinks uh, Bakayo Saka is the best youngster in the league, but we're, mm-hmm. we're not going to talk about that right now. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think if I'm legitimately uh, talking about my favorite players on Chelsea's football club, um, Christian Pulisic actually is the guy um, who brought me to the club as a, as a new soccer fan last year. Um, he's probably the best um, American uh, soccer player right now. Um, he's only 23 years old, but he um, he plays for Chelsea, and he's really good his first year there, but he's just kind of struggled on and off with injuries. So as I was looking for a Premier League team, um, I just kind of stumbled upon Chelsea, and I saw that Christian Pulisic was an American. He was doing really well over there. So I'd say it's between him and Mason Mount, another one of the younger guys, midfielder, kind of um, likes to score, can play on the wing. But, yeah, um, Romelu Lukaku, just for the, the record, is not my favorite player. I'm learning so much right now. I'm just like, yeah. This <laughs> yes. I totally know what's going to Football. <laughs> Trivia night in five years is going to dominate when this oh, comes yeah. up. Um, okay, so you also played high school football. Yes. And you were, let's see what Cody said, you were the third best wide receiver in the country. 
Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what he said. <laughs> but well, he, he did say you had, you had like some crazy stories. He did say you had some crazy stories. Um, yeah, I did. I had um I did have some uh, crazy stories. I guess just like every like you know, high school football team like has their like memories or inside jokes, whatever. I try not to like lament over them way too much because I don't want to be like that, you know, 40-year-old guy who's like, oh yeah, man, like I was going D1, but you know, like <laughs> just didn't just didn't want to like just didn't want to commit to it, you know? Um, or like I blew up my knee my senior year. So like they yanked all my scholarships, but man, I was like, I have I have Nick Saban's phone number, like I swear. <laughs> Um, no, I try not to talk about it too much, but I think if I were to think of, like, one story that sticks out, um, from high school football, um, I think my junior year, um, we went 0-10. We were absolutely terrible. Um, like, worse, uh, I think we, like, looked up our ranking, like, the national ranking for 7A football teams, it was, like, like the bottom 3%. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I think, like, more than anything, like, going through that season and, like, as terrible as it was and, like, the amount of, like, tears and, like, just bad memories that were had, like, I kind of, like, learned how to lose. And that sounds weird, but I think it, like, really has helped me now in my adult life. Just, like, um, when I've come through adversity, it's just, like, you know, it's, like, it, it'll, it'll always get better. We ended up actually, like, kind of like our senior class going into the summer of um, our senior year, we just kind of came together and was like, we're not doing that again. Like, we are not going 0-10. Um, so, so we actually, like, came together, like, had this really huge, like, bonding experience over the summer, and we actually pulled our team to, uh, to an 8-4 and four season the next year. Nice. Um, yeah, went to the playoffs. We ended up losing, though, but the team that beat us, like, went to the final four of the state yeah. playoffs. So that was, like, a really cool, like, just kind of, like, learning experience that I feel like not a lot of people, like, could have. Um, because we kind of like had firsthand experience of like what it meant to kind of like put your mind to something and then through like hard work and you know just kind of like having your brother's back just changing it seem as hopeless as it first had when we were on 10. All right well I personally feel like this next question is is very important a very important conversation topic do you think that Tom Holland and Zendaya's relationship is real or fake? I think it's absolutely fake. No! I think they, <laughs> no! I, that, I, it's got, so, before I start talking about Zendaya and Tom Holland, I, I must first go back to Shawn Mendes and uh, Camilla. Oh, and um, so, mm. first of all, that is the fakest relationship I've ever seen. I can see that one. It, no, it's it's no, like like not even up for fake. debate. I can see no, it it's not fake. even up for debate. It's like it's I've I've I'm made up. My mind is made up. Biggest <laughs> relationship. Like I think I think when I dated a girl for two weeks in sixth grade, like that was more of a real relationship <laughs> than what Sean Mendez had. Um, <laughs> I think so. If you look back, like I think Sean posted something of them like covering uh like Jingle Bells or something like a Christmas or two ago. And it was supposed to be, like, this home video, you know, like, style. It was obviously so, you know, fake. But there's, like, this one part. I have no clue how it made the final cut. But she, like, goes in. <laughs> He's, like, holding the recorder. It's supposed to be, like, I think the style they were going for is, like, early 2000s. So there's this, like, older, like, camcorder, I think, like, pointed towards Sean. And, like, <laughs> Camilla goes in to, like, kiss him on the cheek. And he is, like... <laughs> physically like repulsed he's like (laughs) (laughs) kind of like leans out of the shot and then like goes to the next one (laughs) how do you feel about that one video posted where they were like 
the biggest quotes you can possibly imagine kissing. That oh, like right at the like, beginning. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. They're like, oh my gosh, that's so I think that so was the most gross. repulsive video I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, if, and I think they were like trying to prove the people wrong, but all it did for me, I was just like, no, like this is. Uh, anyways, uh, but now to Tom and Zendaya, um, I think if you look back at the other uh, Spider-Man franchises, Spider-Man always dates Mary Jane. Um, it's, it's happened for every single franchise, and the reason why I think so many people get bent out of shape over this is, one, because Tom Holland is, like, a star boy. Like, I think Tom Holland's awesome. I think he's a great dude, great actor. I think, like, his interviews are really awesome. He just seems like an all-around good dude. Hope he loves the Lord, but we don't know. Um, but he's in it, like, when they're in a relationship like that, I think an important fact that you have to pay attention to is that these two people are professional actors. And people get paid a lot of money to pretend. And so when, you know, you kind of see them interacting, like, on screen, like, I feel like the things they do are the exact things that get people to react and kind of, like, uh, I don't know how I want to put this. The, this, the exact same things that people like react to in like an adoring kind of way, if that makes sense. You never see them just acting normal. You always see them like rubbing up on each other's arms or like saying something really sweet to each other. And like, well, that's good. And like, of course, like any person would want that in a relationship. Like you don't see them just being normal people towards each other, which just leads me to think that like they're probably just dating to, you know, bring more attention to the Spider-Man franchise, the Marvel franchise, or to maybe even just bring publicity to their own careers. That is the case. They've done a pretty good job with it. I, I feel like they've definitely hammed it up some, but we know what Zendaya looks like in a fake relationship when she was rumored to be dating Jacob Elordi. I don't even like, know who that is. Oh, he's her Euphoria co-star. It was completely, like, not real. Mm. Absolutely, like, nothing about it was realistic. Gotcha. Like, and they were, like, you know, like, seen, like, holding hands, but then, like, any background footage that people caught of them was, like, ridiculous and, like, stupid. I mean, that's a good point. That's a great point. Um, but I feel like there's just so much more weight, and there's so much, like, it's just such a bigger, like, lens on Zendaya when she's with Tom Holland. Personally, I would love to see her with her Dune co-star, Timothy Chalamet. Mm. Um but that's disagree. That's a debate for another time. But Timothy Chalamet and uh, Saoirse Ronan are, are the key pair in my eyes. See, I don't know who that is either. <laughs> did you watch? Um, did you watch Little, Little Women? Women? Yeah. No, I saw Pretty Woman. They were also in uh, Lady Bird together, but I didn't like that one as much. Okay, I heard Little of Lady Woman. Bird, but I haven't gotten around to watching it yet. It was so good. Um, Timothy Chalamet was an interstellar, and so I didn't know that the first time I'd watched it, and then I went back through and watched it again um, a couple months ago, and I was like, oh my gosh, like, that's Timothy Chalamet. And he was Uh, like the kid, right? Yeah, he's the kid before, like, yeah, before um, Matthew McConaughey leaves to go to space, and then obviously it's a different actor when he comes back down, but it was so crazy. Um, But yeah, I'm a big Timothy Chalamet guy, and I think Dune was a fantastic movie. Um, so I would personally would love to see them get together, but I guess until 
people realize that this relationship's fake. It's just not going to happen. Well, speaking of movies. Okay. Dong, what would you say is your favorite trilogy of all time? That's easy. Um, Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yes, sir. Hands down. Yes, sir. If I ever have 15 hours to burn, if I ever have 15 hours to burn, I'm just cracking open one of those extended editions. Absolutely. And just tearing through the whole thing. I mean, I just, oh, it's I have so, so many fond so memories. Me and my, so I was in band in middle school. I played the baritone. Um, so me and my friend, John Drake, um, John, if you're out there, I miss you, buddy. Um, me and John would go to band practice and then on Fridays and then he would come home and then we would make three different kinds of popcorn. We would get regular butter popcorn. We'd get kettle corn. And I think we got like the chocolate dip popcorn, which was like way too sweet, but we just did it for like the sake of tradition. Um, but we'd make these three types of popcorn and we'd just sit in my living room and we would watch Lord of the Rings until like six in the morning. Um, they're like some of the fondest memories I've ever had. Also, like I'm just like a huge like Tolkien nerd, and so I've read the books like two or three times. I've watched, I've read like every single like um, book that he's written. Other than that, because like there's The Hobbit, like everyone knows about, but there's also The Silmarillion. There's uh, Tales of Turin, Paul Gondolin, The Lost Tales. There's like appendixes with just like random information in it. Um, there's just so much to read. Baron and Luthien's another one. There's just so much to read that Tolkien wrote. Um, and so, like, seeing that on the screen is, like, super cool, which has me, like, really scared for this Amazon uh, series that's yeah. coming out. I feel like I feel like this is going to be, like, Disney on Star Wars level, like, awful. And it, it has, like, a bigger, it has a bigger budget than Game of Thrones. Right. So it's a billion dollars? It's something crazy. Yeah, I think it's, like, a billion dollars. Like, Bezos is, like personally funding it I think because he's like a huge Lord of the Rings fan as well but like I saw the teaser trailer that they released um during the Super Bowl and it was just so like it was so hammed up and it was like Galadriel has like a very like strict role in the, the world of Middle Earth and when I saw her like wearing armor and like walking around and like with mm. a sword and stuff I was like no that like goes completely against like the message her character sends like, if she could fight the entire, like, if, she, if Galadriel could have fought in the Silmarillion, that book would be, like, 25 pages long. Yeah. Because there's a part where she's, like, talking to Fanor, who's, like, an elf that pretty much, like, started this entire gigantic war with the elves. Um, and, like, he was, like, in love with her. And, like, she, like, resisted him many times. If she had a sword, she could have just killed him. And then none of these elves would have died. Like, but she, like... I think to me, Galadriel was like always this embodiment of like serenity and like peace and like trying to find like the diplomatic way to solve issues. And I think if we're gonna watch a series where she is fighting and like on a revenge tour, I think is kind of like what I was reading from people that are like on the inside of the bubble. Like I'm just gonna be so frustrated. Uh, but yeah, I'll to me, to me, like that. I think, I think that the Lord of the Rings has such incredibly complex themes in it I mean that's just the nature of Tolkien's writing but even when Peter Jackson made those movies like he was able to capture a lot of that mm -hmm. very well I don't I don't trust this series to do that same thing well I that and like Peter Jackson is such a good director but yeah. I think it's like I think we saw like what happened with the Lord of the Rings when he was given full creative control. And then we saw what happened in the Hobbit when he was told that he had to stretch this 200 page mm -hmm. book into a trilogy. Um, and there was just so much that like really kind of 
I think a, a lot of like the hardcore fans, which I understand. And like, plus like the CGI was for the orcs was terrible. Like it just all seemed very rushed, but at the same time kind of like stretched out. Um, so I'm hoping like, and I know that like the um, story that's going to be told in this TV show is going to kind of be like a little bit more original, but kind of taking on some themes that are happening in the second age in the Silmarillion. Um, I just really hope that they go back to, and I think this was already confirmed that like they're actually like dressing people up and putting makeup on people for orcs. Yeah. That's not like a green screen room, pretty much. Um, you know, for the entire series. I mean, we'll see. I think there's like a lot of things about you know the movie slash film industry as a whole that are different than when Peter Jackson was making. Um, Lord of the Rings, um, and I think, like, there's some things about, like, Tolkien's intended vision for the universe that are kind of getting skewed, but, I mean, at the end of the day, like, I don't think I'm going to consider it, like, as a part of, like, you know, everything is, like, a cinematic universe now. Like, I'm just not going to associate it, like, right. with anything that Peter Jackson did because it's, like, it's Amazon's <clears throat> own thing. And, I mean, they have the rights, yes, but they'll never be able to, like, kind of add on to or take away, in my mind, like, anything that Tolkien wrote um, during his lifetime. I don't have the rights to my heart. Anyway. <laughs> well, that wonderful joke. We are going to move to Riley's random question. All right. So this week, Riley's random question is, which Disney villain is the lamest? Oh, that's a, such a good question. The lamest. Okay, so I actually was not, like, raised on Disney like a lot of people were. Um, so I honestly, like, a lot of my knowledge about, like, Disney has just kind of came, like, either, like, secondhand the movies by myself as an adult. Um, so I would say the lamest Disney villain. Um, does Star Wars count? Mm. Let's let's do one with and without. Okay, yeah. Okay. I would say, oh, I don't know. I know who my favorite is. I think Cruella might be my favorite one. Ooh. Especially after, like, the, the live-action movie oh. on Disney+. Plus. That was a fantastic movie. Um, give, me like an, give me, like, a couple of movies, and I'll be able to decide. I'll go ahead and say mine. Okay. Because I think, in my opinion, um, Scar did nothing for himself. Mm. I think his attitude, great. But, like, work ethic, none. Okay. You got to try hard. Yeah, I think think that's fair. Um, I think, like, with Scar, though, you kind of have to look deeper into, like, the creation of The Lion King because I think there was, like, a lot of parallelism with Hamlet, the Shakespearean play that they based the movie off of. And so... um, like, Scar was, like, I believe Hamlet's uncle in the play as well. Um, and so, like, there's a lot of things that that character did in the play that cannot be in a Disney movie. <laughs> so I think, like, trying to keep that character, um, like, kind of true to the parallelism, but also, like, making it appropriate for children, I think it's kind of where they lost, like, a lot of the depth for Scar's character. Um but I, I think I'd have to agree. His, his like, reign was pretty short-lived, and, like, he didn't really, like... They also ruined him in the the new version. Wait, there's a new version? Oh, the yeah. The kind... One? The one with... One? It's not live. It's live action. It's just better. It's just CGI. That's fair. But, like, that it's it was bad. The only, like, decent part was, like, Donald Glover with Simba, but they had Beyonce as Nala, and they didn't use her at all. Oh, I thought... And then Be Prepared sucked. It but was so bad. I saw something when they were in the middle of production for that. There was like a huge petition to get the Migos to be the hyenas. <laughs> <laughs> that would have made that movie ten times better. I'm sure. it was, that movie was really bad. It, they 
it ruined Be Prepared. Okay, fair. My, and it's just word for word, the original. Okay. But with worse songs. Okay, I will say, but if we're talking about Disney live action movies, and I, I've gotten a lot of heat for this, so I don't know how you guys feel. Beauty and the Beast was so good. Like I the liked live it. action I did like the live action. I really liked it. The costuming, it. but Emma Watson killed it. Yeah. I think yeah. like yeah. day okay, Days in the Sun. I listen to that song on like a daily basis. Mm. It is I listened so to good. it during COVID and like cried. It's so good. Like, yeah, it I, I get it, because you yeah. can't go. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, that's a fantastic, fantastic movie. So, just out of curiosity, if we are including Star Wars, what, what villain were you gonna say? Kylo Ren. <laughs> <laughs> Kylo does nothing for me, Ooh. and I think that kind of like kind of kind of plays back on like my entire opinion uh, on the Disney Star Wars yeah. as a whole. It's, I would say that he's one of the better characters in those movies, but out of all of the Star Wars villains. It just doesn't compare. I mean, Darth Vader, Palpatine, like, Django Fett, Boba Fett, like, those are some, there's some S-tier. Um, Kylo Ren, for me, doesn't do anything new that wasn't already adapted from George Lucas's original trilogy with Darth Vader, and that just kind of, like, goes on to, like, why I hate the original, or the new trilogy so much is because there are just so, mo- so many parallels to the original like they didn't come up with anything original at all and I don't even think like I, I'm like generally do not think that whoever was behind um writing for uh the new trilogy of Star Wars movies like I don't even think they like are Star Wars fans because Rey's not a Jedi like she was never in the Jedi order she was just force sensitive right so like why do they keep calling her a Jedi I don't know because, like, I think it went through so many writers and so many different, like, things were diff- mm-hmm. scrapped, different directors, and just a whole mess. I, I heard that they didn't, need, they didn't even have a plan for the whole trilogy at the very beginning. Oh, my gosh. So, on to Carter's Corner. Oh, yeah. Your turn. So, we had recorded a practice episode of this podcast, um, and we did this segment, and it never, never saw the light of day. In that Carter's Corner segment... I talked about my favorite band. So I will now be doing that as well. All right, hold on, hold on. I'm not staying in this room if we're talking about Imagine Dragons. It is not Imagine <laughs> Dragons, don't okay. worry. Oh, you know. It is, it is Earth, Wind, and Fire. Okay. Um, <laughs> and we're on. No, no, do, do, your, do your spiel and then I have my opinion. <laughs> okay, I don't know why, but at a certain point, because like everyone's heard September, it's a good song, it's very catchy. At some point, I just started, like, just getting curious as to the other music that they had. And I don't know. It just stuck with me. It's, I feel like they have a lot of variety um, in, like, within that genre of R&B and soul. Like, they've got, like, slower ballad-type songs. They've got, like, upbeat, funky ones. Like, there's just such a wide range of it that I feel like it satisfies a lot of musical taste for me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what do you consider the peak like two or three year span of Earth, Wind, and Fire was? Because yeah. I guarantee you, whatever <coughs> year you say, there are better artists to listen to. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh! One or the other, Earth, Wind, and Fire, or Imagine Dragons. You have to like. Um, I think if possible, 
if if we're talking theoreticals, I would just find a time machine and make myself a sixth grader and no. then listen to Imagine okay. Dragons. <laughs> I don't hate Imagine Dragons, but it's like I feel like do y'all know what like a scene girl is or like you know like the super like the the corny like emo phase? Yeah, like, yeah. 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 Like I cannot disassociate that yeah. kind of like emo goth like gigantic bangs going down your nose like I cannot disassociate that from Imagine Dragons not to say that like their music isn't good or like their messages aren't valid um, but I think like they were just so popular back then I just cannot get the picture out of my mind of like these like you know like pale you know like chokers yeah. and like blue hair with like the bangs that go like all the way down like your jaw like I just I'm can't on top of the world yeah <laughs> I yeah. feel like I associate Imagine Dragons more with the people like slightly adjacent to that like the people whose parents wouldn't let them listen to my chemical romance <laughs> I, think, I think it's like <laughs> I think it's like homeschooled Christian kids that like weren't allowed to like express themselves <laughs> Like, now they're in middle school and, like, finally have, like, some sort of freedom and maybe, like, an MP3 player that their mom, like, you know, approves of, like, whatever, mis- like, music they download. And so it's, like, like yeah, like, Imagine Dragons got the okay on, like, whatever, like, Christian parent review website that they use. But um, as... as <laughs> and, so, and so that's, you know... That's, it's a bit clearer. <laughs> Fire and Imagine Dragons are nowhere near the same time. I would say the peak years for Earth, Wind, and Fire was like 1975 to 1980. Oh my gosh, that's there's so much good music. I no, CCR. okay, that's not to say like I don't have like I like don't love songs from other periods, but as far as like a band that from like a lot of their discography that I could listen to a ton of it, okay, it's Earth, Wind, and Fire, like, like for 70s and 80s, like pop. Like, you get, like, the hits and, like, the occasional, like, single that was a little bit hidden. But there were a lot of artists that got big on, like, one song and didn't, like, really have much else that was great. I mean, that's a fair point, but I don't think the, the flip side of that is Earth, Wind, and Fire. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think Earth, Wind, and Fire, for me, I was kind of, like, kind of demonstrate. They're, like, that band that, like, were kind of, like, right here, like, steady. And they had, like, one really good song. And it didn't make him like irrelevant after the popularity of that song went away because they still had other music, but it's just like, meh. Like when people list up great <coughs> bands, they're not like Beatles, Rolling Stones, Led Zeppelin, Earth, Wind, and Fire. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I fully admit it's super weird. Like I basically just stumbled into it by chance because then when I started to listen to it and then people like found out that I listened to like an album or two from them, it just became like, a running joke. So then I was like, okay, I'll, I guess I'll embrace this. And then I started I mean, to actually like it. I can appreciate that, though. I mean, I remember, like, um, a freshman year, like, any time, like, I'd be listening to, to music. Phillips joke would be like, oh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, <laughs> eh? Um, just like <laughs> um, So I think, like, after that, I was like, I mean, okay, like, every time Phillips around or, like, in my car, I'm just playing, like, Red Hot Chili Peppers discography. Um, so, I mean... I appreciate that you're embracing your inner earth and your <laughs> inner wind and fire. <laughs> and who knows, that band might change someday because I shift very much on like the music that I listen to. 
I mean, I mean, everyone does. I mean, everyone you're only does. like one element away from being the Avatar. <laughs> Avatar is great too, so. But we'll see. And Dalton, if you don't have anything else, we'd like to thank you for joining us on this very fun episode. Of course. Everyone, uh, there is no crew next week. Yeah, no, no episode. No crew. crew. No, it no will be spring crew. break, no and crew, no we episode. will not be here. All right. Well, thanks yeah. for listening, everyone. We will see you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.